judge. Genesis chapter 27 and verse 30. If you have it, say amen. And it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob. And Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from hunting. And also had made savory meat and brought it out unto his father and said unto his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's venison that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac, his father, said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it me and have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him? Yea, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. Last scripture, verse 35. And he said, Thy brother came in with craft and hath taken away thy blessing. I want to preach to you on this subject tonight, forbidden hunger, forbidden hunger. Uh, in my mind, I wrestled tonight uh, to bring this to you, build up into this message and bring it to you tomorrow. But the Lord spoke to me and said, they're ready, not only are they ready, but they need this word tonight. And so I present it to you tonight. I don't know what's going to happen. Either there's going to be a breakthrough or I'm going to get stoned. It's my only two options. Nothing in the middle. So we'll see what happens. Hallelujah. Why don't you lay your Bibles down, everyone. Close your eyes. Lift up your hands. And let's ask the Lord to do exactly what he wants to do. Lord Jesus. I trust not in my ability. I trust not in my intellect. I trust not in the talents that you have given me. Lord, I trust only in your anointing. It's only by your anointing that yokes can be destroyed. It's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. Lord, in my flesh there dwells no good thing. I ask for your spirit to do a work in this place as only you can minister as only you can uh, anoint my mind anoint my thoughts anoint my words anoint anoint what i say anoint your people anoint their response lord let the spirit of god flow freely in this building lord overcome every spirit that would try to hinder the moving of the holy ghost and let there be a breakthrough in the spirit in the name of the lord jesus christ of nazareth in Jesus' name, can you clap your hands unto the Lord? Come on, if you're excited, can you clap those hands a little bit louder? Come on, if you feel like God is here, why don't you clap your hands, all ye people, and somebody shout unto God with the voice of triumph. If Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Somebody shout yes. yes. 
How you say yes in French? We. Somebody shout we. we. Come on, somebody. Don't mess with my French. I did take some French classes in elementary school. So I know things like Jean, which means yellow. That's about all I got. Amen. I was just... Amen. I could count to five. That's pretty cool too. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six, neuf, six. Okay, there you go. You got it. That's 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 all I got. And I got come on, va, je m'appelle Victor. Amen. All that stuff. I, I, that's just the beginning, folks. This isn't big. This is just the beginning. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Forbidden hunger. I will not hide it from you tonight, but I am more hungry for God than I have ever been in my life. I will not be ashamed to say it. I will not be ashamed to utter it, but I am more hungry now than I have ever been. I am more hungry now than I was when I first received the Holy Ghost, when I first partook of this wonderful truth, before I first partook of the divine nature, before I first tasted of this heavenly gift and the power of the worlds to come. I am more hungry now for God than I have ever been in my life. I am not content with dead church. I am not content with mediocre church. I am not content with barely survival church. I, I am hungry for a side of God that I have never experienced before. I, I want to see a place in God uh, that I've never gone. I want to go into a place where no one has gone before. I, I'm not content to just have normal services and normal clapping and normal dancing and normal singing. No, I need an anointing from the Holy Ghost uh, that comes down and breaks every chain uh, and come on, replenishes hearts uh, and touches lives. I'm hungry for a move of the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm hungry and it is that thing that fuels me. It is that thing that wakes me up in the morning that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings. I want to know God. There are things in God that I know that I don't know. There are things in God that I yearn for. There are things in God that I've never experienced that I am hungry to experience can I tell you no one here has ever seen all of God no one here has ever scratched the surface of the end of God's power and the end of God's glory no one here has ever came close to exhausting all of him Abraham the father of the faithful he never came close to the end of God 
David who slew that great giant who wrote all of those songs. He never came close to the end of God. The apostle Paul who no doubt saw thousands receive the Holy Ghost. He never even came close to exhausting all of God. That lets me know that there is a place in God where no one has ever gone and no one has ever experienced and he's just waiting on somebody to get hungry enough that says I want to see it I want to experience it I want to know hallelujah David said great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and if that's not enough he said and his greatness is unsearchable which means his greatness has never been fully exhausted which means his greatness has never been fully examined no one can look at God right now and say God I've seen it all I don't care how long you've been in church I don't care how short you've been in church there are still things in the presence of God that you have yet to experience. Come on somebody. Can I give you a glimpse at what they experienced at Azusa Street? How they immediately received the gift of the Holy Ghost and all of a sudden God would gift them the ability immediately to play the piano. Last time I checked, I'm sure that hasn't happened to you. You probably had to go to school. You probably had to get someone to teach you, but somewhere they got to such a place in God that God gifted them ability immediately. All of a sudden, God taught them how to sing in a moment after receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, many people, after they spoke in tongues for the first time, they immediately knew six different foreign languages. As a matter of fact, one of them immediately knew Japanese. They took up an offering of $1,500, sent them to Japan, to become a missionary and they planted churches. What am I saying? If you haven't seen that, you haven't seen everything, it's time to get a hunger and a thirst to see something. (laughs) I said, if you haven't seen that, if that's not common every Sunday, Who are you to fold your arms in church? Man, y'all gonna throw me out of here tonight. Praise the Lord. Who are you to to sit there and act like you've seen all of God? Who are you to pretend like there's nothing special about his presence? No, you're just not hungry enough yet. But when you get hungry, God will start doing some things in you that'll make the world scratch their head. He'll start transforming and fixing and cleansing and renewing and empowering by his spirit I know I know I know what some of y'all favorite scripture is you thought about it just now brother Jackson don't you know there's nothing new under the sun that's your that's your favorite scripture you got to hang it up at your you got to hang it up on your door when you get home when you walk in, had the scripture on the mat, there's nothing new under the sun. That's the favorite scripture of the comfortable. 
Notice, he said, there's nothing new under the sun in Ecclesiastes. There's nothing new under the sun. I remind you that that was written before the virgin birth. Hello? And the virgin birth had never happened before and can never happen again. Mary said, how can this be seeing I know not a man? The angel told her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Uh, what am I saying? There's nothing new under the sun until the spirit gets involved. Uh, and when the spirit gets involved, it has the ability to produce something new. What am I saying? You gotta learn to get in the spirit when you discover new treasures uh, that no one's ever seen. <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah and Mary Mary was entrusted with something not once in a lifetime something once in time stop praying for a once in a lifetime ministry Why don't you get hungry and say, God, I want you to do something in me that can never happen again and has never happened before. What if I told you God wants to do something in this district that cannot be duplicated, that cannot be replicated? When you get hungry, he will entrust you with something that nobody, I wish somebody would clap your hands if you're hungry. I wish somebody would lift up your voice if you're hungry. I wish somebody would shout out to God if you're hungry how would somebody would get a thirst in this building hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I tell you there are things in God uh, that we have yet to discover. There are things in God uh, that we have yet to experience that he is waiting uh, on somebody to get hungry for. Uh, oh, my Lord. Uh, Joshua had the audacity to say this uh, and pray this. Son, stand still. Moon, you stand still too. And the Bible says that the Lord hearkened to the voice of a man. And he stopped everything so one man could get victory. Do you know what would happen if the earth stopped, if the sun stopped, if the moon stopped? Stopped even for a second, everybody in the world would die. Every plant, every insect, everything, the whole gravitational pull would be thrown off. If it stopped for a second, every insect would die. But God heard somebody cry out for something that he never did before. And God said, I will preserve the insects. I will preserve the ants. I will preserve every lion, every plant, every person. I will preserve it with my presence because I will not ignore somebody that thirsts and hungers for me to do something unsearchable. For me to do, come on, when's the last time you asked for something from God that you couldn't accomplish yourself? All right, all right. 
right, we're leaning towards stoning right now, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Everybody show me your hands. Let me see those hands. Let me see. All right, they're empty. They're empty. Okay. Hallelujah. I got quick reactions. Hallelujah. I can, I can dodge a stone very quickly. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, let me, I got to push this thing into, into a breakthrough. Uh, can I tell you how much uh, we would experience with God if we stop using our culture as an excuse for disobedience? Yeah. Yeah. So you, 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 know, you, you look at me and you say, ah, oh, Brother Jackson's excited. Oh, he's from the lower 48. Oh, all that energy up there. Uh, and, and we like to use our culture as an excuse for, for, for disobedience. Can I tell you that, that clapping your hands is not a Pentecostal thing, that that is a Bible thing? Did you know that lifting your voice is not preference to culture? That is a Bible thing. Did you know dancing before the Lord is not if you can dance or not? It's a commandment. Come on, somebody. So stop using your background as an excuse not to obey what the Bible says. So you need to stand on your feet, every person in this building, and you need to give glory to God and put the Bible over your background. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The very Hebrew word for praise. We talk about it, Judah, yada, yada, which means hand. You can't praise God without lifting your hands. So if you haven't lifted up your hands yet tonight, you haven't praised them yet. So why don't you lift up your hands? And why don't you open your mouth? And why don't you get hungry? Amen. Shamama tatarabokotaya. Hallelujah. 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 Ah, Ramoshetaya. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. That's a commandment. Praise ye the Lord in the sanctuary. That's a commandment. Praise him on the string instruments. That's a commandment. Praise him on the high sounding set. That's a that's a commandment. Clap your hands, all ye people. Lift up. That is a commandment. Why don't we just start doing what the Bible says and we'll get Bible results? Results. Oh, I was... <laughs> I was I was preaching in a country and and this country there's a lot of indigenous people and they were trained since they were young to be timid and to not respond and to control their emotions and so here I was preaching in this large country at this national youth convention and here they were they were refusing to respond in worship they were refusing to respond to the word and they looked at me and they said it's just their culture it's just their culture. I said, that's interesting because the Bible is supposed to minister to every culture and I got up in the pulpit and I began to preach on what the Bible commands and it's interesting that their culture trains them to be timid. 
in church because they were the same people that I saw them in the sports games and they were shouting and they were clapping and they were running come on how do you what do you do when you watch hockey do you just sit there like a bump on the log or do you clap your hands and lift up your voice and get excited when this court come on you are capable of doing more than what you're doing right now if you shouted for a game you need to learn to shout for God if you clap for a game you need to learn to clap for God if you ran for a sport how much more See, you see that? See, you're capable. You just choose where you put your emotions. Some of our emotions are more invested in the world. Oh, I feel like preaching in this building. You go ahead and get excited. Oh, yeah. You were going crazy for the Toronto Raptors. Oh, I feel like preaching in this building. You love your hockey team. Come on. You spread it all over, but you refuse to spread the good news. You refuse to spread praise on your lips. Come on, somebody. You just choose if you do it for the world or do it for God. I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm giving God everything. I'm giving God all of me. I want everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 When I played college basketball, and I broke my nose. I had surgery and I kept on playing. I tore my ACL and my LCL, my lateral uh, ligaments and anterior cruciate ligament and I tore it and recovered nine months and I just kept on playing and I, I tore my lateral meniscus in my other knee and I had surgery and I just kept on playing and I sprained, had third degree ankle sprains and I, and I tore tendons in my ankle but I recovered and I kept on playing and so when I get to church, excuse me if I don't miss church because I got a little headache if I gave that to the world how much more should I give to God I don't care how you feel in your emotions you just gotta start thinking about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you come on somebody you gotta start thinking how he brought you out of the pit you gotta start thinking how he set your feet on a rock Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Huh? tell you how great this God is. God told Abraham in Genesis 51, he said, look, Abraham, I am your exceeding great reward. In other words, Abraham, Isaac is not your reward. I'm your reward. Isaac's the promise. And I only gave you the promise as an incentive to come on a journey to discover me, your reward. And I am greater than Isaac. I am greater than miracles. I am greater than revival. The reward for serving God is not miracles, not revival, not anything else. The reward for serving God is you get God. You get God. You get God. And God is so great. Come on. He can.
Some of y'all looking at me like, that's a sad thing. That's all I get. All I get is God. Come on, the reward for serving God is not a good husband. Come on, some of y'all in church, come on, just waiting for, just want a Christian man. Come on, somebody. You just want a Christian young lady. This is just the perfect spot to find a Christian marriage. No, no, you're in this for the wrong reasons. You're going to be disappointed by people. You're going to be disappointed by seasons. But if you get God, you will never be disappointed. Because even in the valley, there's a lily. Even on the mountain. Job, 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 he lost everything. He lost his money. He lost his family. He lost his stuff. And the first thing he did was worship. How do you worship when you lose everything? Because he didn't lose everything. He still had God. You're not hearing me yet. And even when everything was taken away, all he had left was God. And even when he just had God, he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Because my trust wasn't in my family. My trust wasn't in my finances. My trust wasn't in my health. My trust was For those, for those young ministers that desire to be in ministry, God told the Levites, the ministers of the Old Testament, he told them, he said, look, Levites, he says, you're not getting anything in the promised land. He said, you're not getting any possession. All your brothers, they're going to get possession and inheritances. But he said, but you ministers aren't getting nothing. Look what he said. Because I, the Lord, am your inheritance. I am your possession. The reward for ministry is not money, not popularity, not fame, not fancy cars. Or clothes. The reward for ministry is you got an awesome opportunity to get a side of God that no one else gets to experience. <laughs> you, know, you know when people backslide? They backslide when they make their life about opportunity. Because as soon as those opportunities don't come, they don't want to serve God because they only serve God on the condition of getting something. Other than him. I've been serving God all these years and I'm lonely. Well, you shouldn't serve him just to not feel lonely. You serve him for him. Come on, somebody. That's why when people serve them for opportunities, as soon as the door opens up and they get that opportunity, all of a sudden they lose out with God because they feel like they've arrived once they got that opportunity. But no matter how many opportunities or money comes, those that have their minds steadfast on God, no opportunity can quench that thirst. No amount of money can quench that thirst. I have an exceeding desire. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that 
will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I got one thing on my mind and that's being in his presence. That's being in his presence. Even when I'm in darkness, the psalmist says that the darkness is his secret place. Come on somebody. Even when you're in the midst of struggles and darkness, you can still wrap your arms up in God and get a revelation and get understanding and get power. Okay. Okay. Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout we. Come on, somebody. Ooh. Holy Ghost done sent a culture shock in here. God, God, God come mess up all your plans. He was planning on falling asleep while I was preaching. I know. I got you. He's planning on searching some cool stuff on the internet, but the problem is you don't have signal here. Ooh, the Lord's so strategic. <laughs> he know how to cut off your wireless, your wireless connection. Man, there's conviction in the house. Uh, so Jacob, Jacob, he, he is born and who helped me, Lord. And he wants something that's not his before he's born. He wants something forbidden. He's hungry for something that is forbidden while he's in the womb. In the womb without a consciousness. He reaches for the hill of Esau because he wants the birthright. He wanted the birthright before he was even born. Before he had any cognitive ability. He was hungry for something that was forbidden. And as he hungered and pressed... All of a sudden, Esau sells his birthright. We see Isaac Isaac ready to release the blessing on Esau. Jacob connives. He dresses up. He fools his dad to get the blessing. He went through all these extra things to get the blessing. And he still takes away the blessing of Esau. After he gets blessed, Esau comes in and says, Father, bless me. And Isaac said, I've already blessed your brother. He came in by craft and he hath taken away your blessing. And look what Isaac said. And he shall be blessed. In other words, I know he stole it. And I know he fooled me to get it. But Isaac said he's still blessed. Doesn't the Bible teach thou shalt not steal? Hello? Doesn't the Bible talk about I shall not covet come on somebody yet Isaac said I know he stole it I know he deceived me to get it but Isaac said he's still blessed because I'd rather give the blessing to someone that's not perfect but they're hungry than to give it to somebody that's so entitled they feel like God owes them something God said, I'd rather give the blessing to somebody with a rough background that hasn't been perfect than to give somebody give it to somebody that's so perfect and so comfortable they would sit on the blessing if I gave it to them. Come on, somebody. You gotta learn to start hungering, to start going after God and stop acting like God is supposed to meet you where you are and get a hunger and meet God where he is. 
I... Jacob, Jacob got so hungry, his hungry reached over Esau and grabbed what belonged to Esau and he pulled it into his bosom. God says it doesn't belong to him, but I will not ignore somebody that's hungry. I'll give it to him. Even though in his law, later it would say every birthright, every blessing belongs only to the firstborn. Esau didn't think he had to pray. He didn't think he had to hunger after God. He thought it was just going to come to him. But Jacob was so hungry that it skipped over Esau. And it grabbed what belonged to him. And God gave it to Jacob. And Esau, I could see Esau saying, hold on, Lord. You're, you're wrong for that because in your law, it's supposed to come to me. And God's like, look, that's the problem, Esau. I cannot be right and I cannot be wrong. I'm God. I created right and wrong for you as a human that y'all might dwell among one another peaceably. But I am bigger than right and I am bigger than wrong. And if I want to bless somebody that doesn't deserve it, I can. Hey, who are you to put the judge? Oh, come on. Who are you going to put the judge on trial? No, he decides what he wants to do. And he's sovereign. And if he wants to bless somebody that you think doesn't deserve it, come on, somebody. They'll get so hungry. They'll take what belongs to you. Oh, I'm about to. Hello? He come on Shia. But God, you're not hungry. Hello? You think God's going to entrust you with it when you don't really want it? God will raise up a prostitute off the street to clean her up and give her the voice to sing that you were supposed to sing with. God will raise up a homeless person off the street to give him revelation and understanding. Clean him up and give him the anointing that you were supposed to have. But you were so comfortable, you kept putting off the calling of God. Come on, I don't know about you, but I don't want anybody else to take my place. I want everything that God has for me and I want it okay, okay, here we go. hallelujah hallelujah it's like <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's like my friend in Middleburg, Florida. He went to go and plant a church there. He's been pastoring there for like six years now. He went to plant a church there, and he told God, God, I'm not even qualified to plant a church. God said, well, I tried to send five others, but they wouldn't come. 
so I'm sending you to do their job. Are you hearing me? You don't get hungry, God will replace you. Oh, you didn't know that was possible. Hello? That's the only reason why the Gentiles are here. <laughs> to provoke Israel to jealousy. So God said, you won't do it voluntarily. Okay, I'll raise up a foolish nation to replace you. They'll do it. And my name will be going through all the nations like it was supposed to do through you. But you kept wanting your stuff, so I just got a random guy 2,000 years later named Victor Jackson. Got some random people in Fredericton, New Brunswick. You, you, you wouldn't do it. All right. Got a few Canadians that will. Okay, okay. All right. All right. The priest, David gets hungry. And the priest said, look, David, I understand you're hungry, but all we have is the table of shoe bread. All we have is the bread that's meant for the priest. Only the priests are supposed to eat this bread. And if anyone eats this bread, David, the Bible says they would be cut off from the people. If you're not a priest and you eat this bread, you will be cut off from the congregation according to the law. David said, but I'm hungry. God said, give the boy something to eat. And I know in my law it says he's not supposed to have it. But I cannot ignore somebody that is hungry. I'll give them what is forbidden. If they get hungry. Samson has a Nazarite vow. He's not supposed to touch anything that is dead. Yet he picks up the jawbone of a donkey and he slays hundreds of Philistines. God gives him victory through something he wasn't supposed to touch. And now while holding this jawbone that is illegal for him to touch, he cries out this, I thirst. And God clave a hollow spot in the jawbone. He wasn't supposed to touch and gave him water to drink. Through something he wasn't supposed to touch. God says, I know the boy's not living right, but I cannot ignore someone that is thirsty, someone that is hungry. So I know he's not supposed to have it, but I'll give him what's forbidden if they get hungry enough. I said, there's things forbidden. That if you get hungry, well, you're too young. But if you get hungry, God will trust you with it. Oh, they say, you're not supposed to have that type of anointing till you're 70. Well, if you get hungry, God will give it to you now. If you get hungry enough for it, he'll entrust you with what's forbidden. They say, oh, you can't, you can't be what your daddy was in the kingdom. He's too great. God says, if you get hungry, I can do something in you that's greater than your daddy. I could do something in you that's greater than your
your grandma. If you, I know they say it's forbidden and it's not possible, but if you get hungry enough, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. This woman from Tyr and Sidon. If I'm helping you, can you wave a hand right now? If I'm helping you, I'm I'm almost done. I'm I'm almost done. I gotta I gotta nail this thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so this woman was from Tyre and Sidon. She was a Canaanite woman. She was a Gentile. She was disqualified from a miracle because Jesus came to the Jews first. Then he would come to the Gentiles later. But this woman that is from Tyre and Sidon, which was a place of judgment, that Jesus prophesied judgment would come on the nation of Tyre and Sidon. This woman, she has a daughter that's vexed with the devil. And so finally, she came from that judged place and she came to Jesus knowing that she was disqualified knowing that she didn't deserve a miracle but she was so desperate the Bible says that she cried after him but the Bible says that Jesus answered her not a word so her crying wasn't enough to get the miracle that she needed so when crying didn't work she took it to another level and the Bible says she came and worshipped him but her worship wasn't enough to get the miracle that she needed because Jesus answered her and said it's not me for me to give children's bread unto the dogs so when crying didn't work and when worship didn't work she got hungry he said it's not meat for me to give children's bread unto the dogs she said truth Lord I am a dog, but I'm a hungry dog. She said, yeah, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. I'm just hungry for a crumb. And when she got hungry for a crumb, God reached into the future and gave her something in the present. He reached for something in the book of Acts and he gave it to her in the gospels when she got hungry. What am I saying? There's stuff that doesn't belong to you. You're not supposed to preach like that until 10 years from now. You're not supposed to experience that type of glory until 15 years from now. But God says if you get hungry, I'll give you something from the future. And I'll pour it on you now. If you can get hungry enough for what am I telling this district? There are things that are hanging over you right now. If you get hungry, God will trust you. Everybody stand on your feet and I want you to clap your hands and I want you to lift up your voice. If you're hungry, everybody from the front to the back, from the bottom to the balcony, I want you to clap your hands and I want you to lift up your voice. Oh, I said, I said, if you get hungry, 
if you get hungry, you've got siblings that are backslid, that are supposed to be backslid for the next 15, 20 years. But if you get hungry, God will give you something that's forbidden. He said they're not supposed to come home for another 12, 15 years. But I cannot ignore these people at this youth retreat. I will give it to them now. I will do something in their family now. I will do something in their mom and dad now. If they get hungry enough, I will entrust them with something that is forbidden. I said, I said, I said, I said, what God has given me, I don't deserve. I don't deserve this little 19-year-old that came into the kingdom, beaten, victim of abuse, the victims of domestic violence, beaten by my stepdad, beaten by family, abused psychologically, abused mentally, verbally, physically, walk around often with black eyes, walk around often with the tooth I don't deserve what God has given me but this little dysfunctional boy that was hurt somewhere he got along with God and he just began to ask the Lord to give him what doesn't belong I said if you get hungry I don't care what your background is I don't care if they said you could never be what your dad, what your mom is. You could never be what your grandparents were in God. I don't care if they tried to put low expectations on you. I don't care if there is abuse that you suffered as a child. God says when I hear a hungry cry, I will not leave that mouth starving. I will entrust them with something. If they get hungry, I've come in the Holy Ghost to this district because God said you can go above and beyond where you are right now and he said don't you settle for less because I'm wanting to do something in this district that I've never done with any district if you can start getting hungry this isn't just another youth retreat this isn't just another service God has appointed this moment to show you what he's capable of when you just start crying out He's gonna do something, huh? I don't care what mistakes you've made. He's gonna do something in you. I don't care. I don't care what others' low expectations have been placed over you. I've come in the Holy Ghost. They say you're capable of more. You're capable of greatness. You're going to do greater things than you realize. If you can just start getting hungry for it. I defeat every small mentality. Every small stigma that has been placed on you since you were a child. And I release you to believe in the supernatural I release you to believe that there is more I release you 
everyone from the front to the back make your way down there's room up here move in as close as you can and just lift up those hands the Holy Ghost is in this building the power of God is in this place I feel somebody beginning to understand that there's more right now that's it from the front to the back that's it move in there's room in this middle area I feel the power of God I feel the power of God I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost I'm a shell Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Shalamahataya. Oh, Hallelujah. I want you to link up with somebody near you right now. I want you to grab their hand or put your hand on their shoulder. Oh God. Oh God, help me to release this burden, God. God's going to use you if you just get hungry. If you just go after him, he's going to use you. He's going to use you for his glory if you just go after him. I wish you would lift up your voice in intercession right now. I wish you'd cry out to be used right now. Oh